We are back for another episode of the Automator series. And today I'm with Abby Rose, and she's based down in Australia. And Abby Rose is a psychic energy healer and an accountant. And she's also the founder of Awakened Accountants, the most significant conscious accounting body in Australia. So firstly, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, just from that intro of the the three things, the accountant, which is very logical and mathy, and then the psychic and the energy healer, I'm sure that really jumped out to people. So for everyone who hasn't met you yet and had the pleasure of meeting you yet, I'm just going to pass over to you, give a bit of an introduction about yourself, just say hey to everyone pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yes, it's not the typical accountant stereotype right and i think this is why a lot of people are like wait what what do you do and mm -hmm. i think most people are even confused by it right because they're polar opposite like how do these things even go together mm. um but yes i'm an accountant by trade i've been an accountant my whole my whole career since i was you know 19 20 and yeah it wasn't until my spiritual awakening and my spiritual journey and then after that, I was pushed and guided to actually merge these two worlds mm. uh, to help serve people and businesses just on a whole different level. So it's been an amazing journey to this point. And now I get to share my message and share my, my information and help as many people as I can. No, it's a powerful, powerful message. And so from what I'm, I'm understanding, so pretty much, as soon as you finish school, 1920, you're like accountant, that's where I'm going. You would have imagined studied, done your articles, started working for someone. When did that kind of spiritual self-development journey begin that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, cool. So it, yeah, it wasn't until like after, after school, um, I, I fell into accounting by accident. It was actually trauma that led me to accounting. Um, I got a, a role as a receptionist and then fell in love, fell in love with the numbers and that and the logical side of things and then started my, my study from there. Um, but yeah, I worked, I worked in public practice for a number of years and then I was always outside the box. I was always doing things my own way and doing it differently. So I... I got out of um, public practice and I started my own business when I was 23. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this, my spiritual awakening, awakening didn't really happen until, um, again, trauma, um, tragedy. Um, my ex-husband walked out on me on Mother's Day of 2018 and it was the catalyst. I lost absolutely everything. My accounting practice, um, massive clients, husband walked out, everything just crumbled. And one minute I'm like, I'm this, this version of myself that I thought everybody else wanted me to be. And then the next minute I had absolutely nothing. I had nothing, um, not even my children. Um, and it was a really, really dark, really dark and, and sad time. And I had to go through a lot of um, emotional you know, recovery mm. from that. Um, but that catapulted me into my spiritual journey and awakening to the truth, the truth of who I am and the truth of what's happening in the world. 
um, right now. So as that all happened and then I integrated, um, that's when the spiritual accountant was born um, and birthed into this world because I was just getting very strong guidance and energies wanting to emerge from me to be like, this is needed, this is needed. Um, and it's been a huge, huge, amazing journey ever since then. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so funny how um, it's like, everything had to happen exactly as it was, you know, all that tragedy, all that hurt, all the adversity um, and the loss had to happen to push me to those limits so that it was like one day spirit was just like, no, nope, we've had enough. You've got to catapult now into this next, um, next dimension and we're going to push you as far forward as possible. And, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned through that um, was to just surrender, surrender to it and, mm. and follow, follow the breadcrumbs, listen to what that internal guidance system is telling you um, because the answers are always, they're always there. They're always there. So, yeah, now I get to serve and I, I serve a lot of um, high-level conscious entrepreneurs who are mm. creating impact and change in the world so I feel like my my skills and my talents and my gifts and my passion is all aligned into one and I get to help other people well all because I decided to help myself you know so mm. yeah it's exciting it's exciting no that's incredible and when you mentioned helping yourself was that first uh far into your own spiritual development was it really all on your own your own research or did you look out for mentors and reach out to people in some way I totally had mentors all along the way so um, I went into shamanic healing training I went into uh, I did my master Reiki I've done the Muneki rites I've done um, relationship psychology inner child healing I've done shadow work I've had countless, countless guides, countless mentors, energy healers, shamanic healers, um, business coaches, life coaches, shadow work coaches, like all the things, right? I've done all the things. Um, and I feel it's really important to have a balance of both, have the, mm -hmm. have the, the curiosity for your own self-discovery, not relying on someone else, but also being open to the feedback and the guide of someone that you can trust to take you along that journey. So mm. um, yeah, I think both is very important. And now, even now, right, I have a very specific set of like team that I work with that helped me I've got team that helped me with the business I've got team that helped me with the energetics and then I've got team that helped me with body work and somatics and shadow work so I still have my team of people right mm. so we all have to help each other because sometimes you can be a little bit too close to the tree so that outsider's perspective always um, helps you grow and evolve that little bit more Mm. So you find you yeah. still all constantly learning from each other, even on this journey. Now, now that you're working together in a more like business context, you're still learning from each other. Oh, we're all, I believe we're always, always learning. We're all always learning. There's always new things to learn and um, new boundaries to push or like thresholds to push, especially, you know, coming back to the accounting. If people want to, um, 
make more money, right? And they want to create more impact, create more impact and in turn make more money. Um, usually to go up those income thresholds, there'll be emotional thresholds that you have to push, mm. right? So it's having the right people there to help you push those thresholds um, and, and overcome, overcome those limiting beliefs, overcome those behaviors that aren't serving you or the feelings that are stuck in your body. So I think to have that support and to learn from everyone or learn from life, life itself is really, um, can be really empowering. Yeah. Just to clarify for people watching. So you mentioned, obviously you have the strong background and focus in accounting and you've created the awakened accountants, but you also mentioned high impact uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs. Um, are they also accountants or did you expand out to working with kind of just everyone in that space? Yeah, so um, I have a team of accountants that work for me um, and I, I then work at a higher level with my clients who are high-level um, impact-driven businesses. So, mm. you know, um, multiple six, seven-figure businesses that are creating change. These are conscious business, people that are creating change in the community. So I provide the accounting support, the compliance support, mm. structural support, financial, um, you know, advisory or facilitation support to on a holistic level, right? So I'll help them with my accounting skills, but I'll also help them with my energy work and yeah. um, the shadow work to help them push through their barriers and increase their revenue um, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of a both, both there. I do have the accounting side and, and then I do have the, um, you know, financial management side. Yeah, and I imagine dealing, you're dealing so directly with numbers anyway, the conversations get very real very quickly with people. They Do they do you find they open up quite easily? Well, no, no. It takes a lot of trust, I think, to open up in the financial space. Mm. Um, a lot of people um, carry a lot of guilt or shame around their finances or mm. they're in avoidance around their finances. So, you know, people will gravitate towards me um, in all, um, you know, at all stages of the journey. So I like to create um, services that kind of nurture the people that are sitting in a bit of guilt, shame or mm. um, frustration so that um, we can then bring them up to a level where they're open and ready and willing and able and then I can start doing more of the high-end work with them. But, you know, it's, we've got to really undo all that programming that we have around money to begin with before, you know. So I sort of, I work with all kind of levels of people, whether they're just opening up to the business and financial world and wanting to um, feel a lot better about their money or I'm working with, you know, entrepreneurs who are conscious and they're awake and aware and they're ready and they want to, you know, increase that next income potential. So, yeah, I work sort of on different levels um, depending on where the, where the client. And this is why, like, I don't do, I do do some group stuff, um, but it's usually quite intimate. Uh, a lot of the work that I do is one-on-one -on -one, um, just because it's so, the financial space is so, 
it just has to be held with a lot of love and care mm. and people need to know that they're, they're sort of nurtured through that. Like how many times do people go to their account and they just feel unseen, unheard, they walk away feeling confused, they don't know what to do in their business, mm. their questions weren't answered or they were thrown all these, you know, terminology or, or jargon, accounting jargon I would call call it, to, to confuse them. And the accountants do that just to make themselves look important to justify their fees, you know? So I just don't, I don't align with that. I'm like, well, this is the concept, but, you know, the client's not really going to understand those words. So how can I explain it through metaphor that will kind of help it land? So then the business owner can make a financial decision in their business based on that information. So it's just really keeping people informed and feeling comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting you mentioned that you prefer not to do any uh, group coaching because like you said, financial can be so personal. And from how I understood you explained it, it can also tie back to a lot of very personal things from like when we were younger and it's our own internal program. And so like sharing that of like why we maybe have these limits yeah, we wouldn't maybe feel so comfortable doing that in a group setting. Yeah, totally. And everyone's different, right? It could come from parents. It could come from school. It could come from, you know, even unconscious blueprints, which is like um, generations of behavior that's just imprinted into us because that's how it was, right? Yeah. So everyone's behavior. I always look at the behavior. What's your behavior, behavior towards money? And is it serving you? Is that serving you? So then we then decide, well, where has that behavior come from? And how do you feel about it? Right? And what's what's the stories going on? What are you telling yourself? And then we, we can shift that. Because I don't really like to give um, financial strategy or management advice, like advice or, or strategies until we've dealt with that stuff. Because mm. like this is why the coaching industry is so... Um, you know, it's unregulated. And I, I believe there's a lot of cowboys out there because they just learn like one business model and then they go and teach thousands of people the same business model. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not how you do business, right? Mm -hmm. Business is as unique as your soul and we all have a unique soul. So um, I work on, in the financial space. I just work very one-on-one -on -one. it's very unique and I like to extract that information from you and then we put the strategy on top and mm. every single client that I've got has a different strategy because they have a different business because they have a different yeah. soul yeah right so it's really working working with that I think it's so important if people want true success true success that's why I'm you know I'm passionate about that that part and I imagine every person you're working with, they started their business for a specific reason. They have their own whys as well. It's, it's not just like, oh, I have a plumbing business or this type of business. It's, I don't know, maybe they, their father and their father's father was a plumber and they feel very tightly associated with it. Like it creates positive memories and that's why they're so strongly attached to it. Like we all have our own reasons for it. 
What's really exciting though, is I do have a lot of businesses that are like traditional business, Mm, right? And this is the exciting part. This is where I get fully lit up, right? Because these people come to me and they're conscious, awake and aware, right? And they've got these businesses that are typical businesses. So we're like, all right, so what is it that, what is your positioning and your point of difference that makes you so different to any other farm out there, any other beautician out there, any other you know, um, oh man, I've got, I've got lots of like traditional businesses still like any other restaurant and it's, it's that consciousness piece, right? So it's the conscious, it's, it's the spiritual piece, right? So, um, you know, we are then devising strategies where we're taking that spirituality and we're infiltrating that into the business to spread out mm. into the economy because I believe the ascension of humanity is actually going to be through business, mm. through how business is conducted. So we take this business model and it's like we're infusing this consciousness into this business and this vision and this mission to help wake up other souls. Mm. And, and that's happening in traditional business. Like I've got, yeah, it's so exciting. It's not just, you know, the healers and the coaches. It's now these traditional businesses that are coming to me. And they're like, Abby, like, what, what, what can we do? Like, how can we, how can we serve humanity at a higher level? I'm like, mate, this is exciting. Like I've got one, they're like supplements. So we're a few infusing energy into these supplements that's yeah. going to A in the awakening of people. So, so exciting. So exciting. What are the kind of first steps when you start working with some of these more traditional businesses? How do you start to, to find that almost purpose and their why's is there kind of yeah so everybody has one, everyone has a purpose, everyone has a why. And so basically our, why all of us is the same and it's love we're all here to love Mm. right but the our expression of love is unique across Mm. across everyone so how we give and receive love is totally different right and it will usually come back down to connection feeling connected or freedom to find freedom ultimate freedom right and that can be freedom and connection within or freedom and connection in the external Right. So I'll sit down with someone and ask a series of questions and we'll find out what that what that language of their soul is. Mm. And then when um, when when we've got more clarity around your specific soul language and the reason that you're here Mm. and how you experience love, how you give love and how you receive love, we then get the business model and we slap that on top. Mm. right so then when you're merging so you're merging the spiritual and the practical together so it's the why the mission the vision the soul the spirit the energy in with the business model you're infusing these like 5d businesses that are then backed by these energies and forces that want them to succeed right so so i I take people through a process um, for that but before we can even do that process we have to go through a space of like clearing so clearing out the debris so we become a clear channel and that can be emotional debris or energetic debris so we we shift that out and then we look at soul purpose and we look at and then we look we throw the business on top so generally I have a um, 
five-day free program that mm. I run every two or three months. And I open that up to everyone and they just come in and we go through it all um, at, a very, uh, at a very kind of basic level. And then what happens from that is people are then lit up by that. They're like, oh my God, I want this, I want this. Like, let, let's do this. Mm. So then that's when we go into, I go into like intimate spaces with people and we'll, I'll have an immersion or I'll do the one-on-one work to guide them through those next phases. Yeah, amazing. It, it also sounds like when you discover those whys for businesses and then, as you mentioned, then introducing the, the business and the model side of it, it sounds like for the clients of those businesses, they would feel this pure authenticity as well, as opposed to just, they're just walking in, they're getting whatever done and then they leave. They, it sounds like they would definitely be able to feel that difference. Yeah, and because then their business becomes a vehicle, sort mm-hmm. of for for them, and and when they're when they're in their business, their communication to themselves and then to their clients, to their team, to their mm-hmm. staff, it comes from a place that is like centered and more aligned, and then the decisions that they make through the business journey also comes from that place. So those that decision-making process, which, you know, in traditional business can be really stressful, but then in this kind of space, it becomes more empowering because we're looking at it in a more holistic way. Mm. I think for people watching this, their minds are probably getting pretty blown. But the fact that you came from this very, um, like strict, straightforward kind of accounting uh, background, And then you haven't like jumped into a completely different thing. You've found a way to merge both of them, which I think would surprise a lot of people. So when you said that you had that one traumatic, uh, you had that event back in Mother's Day, and that's kind of what sent you off on the path. Had you, did you not have any simmerings of like, is like things didn't feel right? Or were you kind of just blissfully almost like ignorant and you were just- Totally asleep, totally unaware totally ignorant i was so asleep right this is how asleep i was i was so asleep that i wasn't even aware that i had thoughts the thoughts were so loud in my mind Mm. that i thought i was speaking yeah right my ex-husband used to complain all of the time he would ask me a question i would respond in my head thinking i had said it out loud (laughs) (laughs) i was so unaware I was such a robot. I was a sheep. I was all those other labels. And I I even think because of that, because of that, I have so much compassion for anybody that comes to me and they're in that state because I was there and I was there for a long time and I was there for a very good reason. And anyone who's in that space now is in that space for a very good reason, right? So I'm all about not not, um, kind of condemning the people that are asleep it's like how can we help them how can we help them the most because at one stage i mean there are people that were born born awake and aware and it's innate um but for the vast majority we're now in this phase of needing to help those people yeah when you said some people you you feel some people are born in age with that um awakeness do how do you feel about the whole like nature versus nurture thing um 
What what do you mean? Like in what context? Because my my partner, he was born awake. It's innate. Things to him are so innate. Like his gifts and his talents, he's had his whole life. Mm-hmm. His intuition, he's had his whole life. Um, so he was born awake and like I'm fascinated. I'm just so fascinated by it. So what do you mean in the sense of like nature versus nurture? Is that like, do you mean in ascension or? Um, so more so, so your, your partner, for example, you you say he kind of just always seemed like dialed in, always kind of had it uh, going. I wonder, was his like environment growing up, like with his parents to have some of those good mindsets and he was just always around it, uh, that type of thing almost. It's like who you are. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think um, your environment plays a massive role in your programming. Like your parents play a role in, in your programming and like your belief systems. Um, And, and there's, there's, I think you could look at it as like, there's kind of like two elements. There's, there's um, being awake, which, and, and having, having that consciousness level of intuition and and connectedness um and then there's the the emotional kind of regulate the emotional intelligence right because you can have someone who's awake and awake and aware but they're still full of so much programming and so much emotional baggage Mm -hmm. that they're not um they're not stepping fully into their gifts Um, but then you can have someone that is emotionally, um, aware and regulated and mature, but they haven't tapped into that height of consciousness Mm. yet. So I feel like there's kind of two elements to it. So what you want to do is you want to see like, well, do I have that, that emotional regulation? Do I have that, you know, balance and harmony in my life emotionally? And then because of that that's going to open up the gifts and the consciousness level and raise the vibration Uh, so I think they they sort of go hand in hand that's why um I feel like a lot of self-worth mentors and and self-worth um teachers and and um you know inspirational people develop intuition as a natural process after the fact right because as you build more um you know, self-love and high self-esteem and confidence, it, it clears those pipes, right? So you start awakening to, to higher, higher energies and, and that becomes a natural process. So, yeah, there's kind of like two parts to it really, I feel. Um, and we just got to nurture both, right? No, no one is right or wrong. And mm-hmm. if you, you're not bad, if you don't have one or two or both, or, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all kind of on our own journey. So we all get to just, um, you know, we've just got to nurture ourselves for where we're at, mm-hmm. because when we do that, when they're not projecting judgment on other people, Right. We're not projecting that internal um, crap sometimes, you know, out into the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just I, I believe a lot of nurturing is is really required, whether it's the increasing the spiritual gifts and or if it's helping you um, develop more healthy emotional habits. Um, 
I also like did want to just mention too, like I didn't go from accountant to spiritual accountant straight away. Mm. Um, I went through a period where I actually rejected the accountant and I was a psychic and energy healer for 18 months and I didn't do any business and I didn't do any accounting and I was just doing readings and healings and just like floating, floating through life effortlessly. And then it was like, again like spirit had to push me push me over and and i actually had um uh car car problems mm-hmm. um i had a car accident which sounds a lot worse than it was i just reversed into a an expensive car and because i come from a spiritual space where i was a psychic and allergy and i was rejecting the 3d world yeah. i didn't have insurance on my car yeah. so I, I was just putting an energy bubble around my car and being like i'm fine i'm fine yeah. and then spirit was like no you're not and then i had a car accident um and then that was the catapult that got me back into yeah. into business and into accounting but then i brought the spirituality with me but it sounds like that was a very, that was that very powerful period of self-learning, self-development. Oh, like yeah. One extreme to the other extreme. And then you needed something else to kind of bring you back to the middle. Balance. Yeah. Yeah, totally rejected. I compl- I call it the pendulum swing, <laughs> yeah. you know, and a lot of people will struggle with the pendulum swing, and, but it's totally natural because when you're operating a certain way, and then you're like, oh, that's not working. You go to the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. This is why even in self-love, right, someone who um, struggles to speak their truth or stand up for themselves, uh, they'll, they'll pendulum swing and they'll find their voice, and, but, but, but they haven't integrated it yet fully. So they'll just speak their truth out of disregard for what's happening in their environment around them. And it's not um, to hurt anyone, but it's just because they're pendulum swinging, right? So you're going from one extreme to the other, but it's all about coming back to the, to the balance and the harmony of it all really. I think that's going to be extremely powerful for people watching to see the fact that you went from that, um, what you would say, completely not connected, just playing by everyone else's rules and programming as an accountant. And maybe they were sitting in that same position. They're like, oh, I'm not spiritual. I'm not any of this. Like, why would I ever want to introduce any of that? But then something can happen and you start to look into these things and they're can also be a balance so it's like not rejecting that like oh this isn't me at all like one day it could actually be as i kind of see with your journey and when yeah. you when you took that step back that more balanced step back to okay i need to bring back my accounting the more businessy focus and i really still want to bring in and introduce my spirituality that's been super helpful for me how did you go about f- finding those first few clients with that type of message that would resonate yeah so it was an accident and well it wasn't it's never it's always divine right it's always a divine plan um so because of the the car issues i needed to i needed to make money and i needed to make money really quickly to sort out the car problems and i was just sort of floating you know living week to week and wasn't really struggling i was i've always been provided for and and I wasn't striving. I wasn't striving for more. Yeah. 
Um, but because of the car problems, I needed I needed to make money quickly. So I was like, oh, well, I only like what's my skill is accounting. So, all right, well, I'll just do a post. Mm -hmm. I'll just do one post on Facebook and I'll just see what kind of response I get. Yeah. And I was just like, well, something you don't know about me is because I'd been in the community for about 18 months and all I'd been talking about was personal development and growth and spirituality. So I did a post and I was like, something you don't know is I'm actually an accountant. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was tax time, right? It was yeah. it was um, September or um, August, September. So it was tax time. And I'm like, if there's anyone who wants help, um, please reach out to me and I can help you. Um, and from that, I had three people respond to me and, and want my help. So I, um, I ended up sitting with a very dear friend of mine now. She's such an amazing um, advocate for um, spirituality and emotional healing. And I, I, you know, she's still a client to this day and I absolutely love her. Mm. Um, and as I was sitting there with her and we're going through all this financial information, all this trauma came up for her because we were doing like two years worth of, of data mm. and preparing it. And that in that two years, she'd suffered domestic violence. Mm -hmm. right, so all this trauma was coming up for her around it. So I, I held the space for that and, and we cleared it and we, we moved beyond it. And then it was from that that she was like, whoa, Abby, like this is, you got to do this for people. Like mm -hmm. this is so important. Um, and I think for about two months she was hounding me. She's like, are you doing it yet? Are you doing it yet? I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And then, yeah, after about two years, uh, um, two months, I um, I was like, all right, all right, all these people are showing up in my field and they want it, so I'm going to do it. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, it's just blown, blown up since then. Yeah, and it sounds like you also had a, a lot of trust already because you've just been in that community I'm guessing these were like spiritual groups and communities online and things like that. You'd really just built up so much trust and they knew you. And then you're like, Hey, I actually do this as well. And they were like, well, I'm obviously not going to go with anyone else then. Yeah. 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 I had, I had been to a lot of events and I think um, because I'd been so heavily in, in the spiritual journey and going to events and attending different things and um yeah, just being known. Um, but even that was a journey for me in itself because I'm quite, I'm a quite private person and um, to put myself out there, I think I had to overcome my own, you know, self-worth and confidence issues. Um, but yeah, building that trust factor is, is really an important element, right? Because people only buy from you when they trust you. Yeah. Um, and to trust people, uh, for, pe for people to earn, for you to earn the people's trust, um, I talk about this in one of my trainings, you know, is it's compassion, confidentiality. Uh, there's, 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 there's like four C's, the four C's of trust. And I know confidentiality is a very important and it's one of my highest values, especially coming from the accounting background. Um, you know, so it, it's just building that trust is is really important in business and um authenticity is really important too. just be you like 
you don't have to be, try and be like Joe down the street or anyone else. Like people are going to feel your energy if you just be yourself. And and some people will resonate and other people won't resonate with that. And that's fine. Like um, over the course of the last two years, I've had a lot of new clients come on. I've also had a lot leave. Yeah. Um, and even in the process of a lot of people leaving, um, you know, I've had to look at myself and go, well, where did I go wrong? And I didn't go wrong. There was just not a frequency match or a, a resonance. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right? They want traditional accounting. They can go to the traditional accountant because that's yeah. not what they're going to get from me. Um, and yeah, there has to be a little bit more patience because I am only one person. I've got my team, but you know, the magic sort of does come from, yeah. uh, from me a little bit. So I am stretched. Um, I need to wake up more accountants, I think. Yeah. But I think there's a, there's, a, there's a powerful insight for, for everyone watching in that you it doesn't have to be only accounting or only spirituality. It's like there are all these opportunities for combining traditional backgrounds with like your other passions, your other hobbies, your unique experiences. And they're potentially other people that that message and energy really resonates with. Absolutely. And this is the thing because, um, you know, I've got psychologists that are now wanting to, you know, that's another regulated kind of um, profession that consciousness wants to, wants to, you know, go in, get into. Yeah. Um, so it's like these people are, or education even, um, and and nursing and the health, right? There's all these departments and and sectors of the community and business that instead of rejecting it, why don't we infiltrate it? Mm. Like, why don't we infiltrate? Like oh, change is going to happen when we infiltrate the system. <laughs> imagine teachers had taught us about like mindsets and oh. like we've been. There might have been some legal woes, but it would have been game changers, I think, for almost everyone. Oh, totally. So my my whole ethos, like my vision, the vision for my business is I'm creating wealth to assist with how we change the education system. So my big vision is to infiltrate the schools and to create schools. I want to create new schools schools for children, schools where they, they get to learn this stuff. And it's not a curriculum that's set by middle-aged white men who of the patriarchal system. It's actually set by, you know, community that believes in what the children should be learning. So yeah, yeah, that's my big vision because I want to infiltrate that system. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, I remember we had just like life orientation and it's uh, so oh. like, top level who even uses trigonometry no one right <laughs> maybe what maybe once when moving a desk or something like that but <laughs> so yeah. when you when you finally decided to take that dive of your your friend and the one client you work with saying like you got to do this you got to double down and you finally took that dive how did you kind of start going from there um, were you still mostly operating in that same community, but just kind of pushing the message a bit more or kind of what was your approach from that point of now? Okay. I'm going to double down, grow this out. Yeah. So I'm still growing. Um, but it's, it's sort of happening naturally. Like 
I did invest in like 3D marketing strategies and stuff like that. But now I sort of focus on the 5D marketing strategy, which is, you know, the energy that wants to emerge from me um, has such a force behind it that all the people that are meant to receive and be a part of it just naturally gravitate and it's like magnetic. Mm. Um, So I get people mainly it's through referral system, right? So it's personal referrals um, or, you know, Facebook is a pretty good place to find me. Um, But yeah, I've just got it set up so that I'm easily found. And yeah, it started in the spiritual community here on the Gold Coast and it's just, it's gone, you know, above and beyond that. Um, and, And it's exciting now because I am seeing even, maybe not so conscious people coming to me really interested and wanting to start the journey for them and for their businesses. So, um, yeah, I think expansion happens in phases. Um, People don't, you don't become an overnight success overnight, right? There's all this um, work that needs to go into the back end and the foundations and setting, setting all those pieces up so that, when the influx comes in, you can hold it, right? And this is one thing I was journeying through last year, right? I was, okay, I want, how can I expand my capacity to hold more? And I was looking at that on an energetic level of how I can hold more people energetically. Mm. And then I was looking at that on a mental level, like how would I emotionally cope with you know, because when I have conversation, I'm dealing with their emotions as well. Mm. Um, and then looking at the embodiment of it too. So what systems and structures and foundations and setup do I have in my business to enable me to reach more people? So, you know, that growth happens in stages and we have to look at all those different parts and just allow ourselves to, to naturally go on that growth journey, just seeing, you know, if you don't have, if like, if something's not working, it's because it's not supposed to just yet, or there's a piece that you're missing, Mm. right? So we go into and find out what those pieces are and then put those pieces together. And then that takes you up to the next level. And then, and then there'll be another expansion after that level. So it always happens in stages. And I think you know, when we let go of the comparison and the competition and the trying to be other people and you, you focus on your journey and what what you're here to create, mm-hmm. it just becomes such a um, effortless, effortless journey um, then because you're following your own internal guidance, not, not what's happening out there. Yeah, it feels like also the way you've described it is when you follow that internal guidance and what you want to create, that authenticity is also going to shine through completely in everything you're doing. And also the trust then just goes straight up because you just put out pure authenticity. Yeah, naturally. And I see people like using authenticity as like sale for sales, right? And, and this is probably one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last couple of years. And it's, you know, when you're, um, when you're contributing towards creating an image, right? So this is your PR, mm-hmm. right? public relations, it's your image, right? And social media is a part of your PR, not sales. 
yes, it is part of sales and marketing, but it's not the main reason. Like social media um, and putting yourself out there is for your PR, public relations. It's allowing you to be seen. Mm. It's allowing you to express yourself. And when you do that from a place of authenticity, it's going to drive it's going to drive sales mm. because of that. So the intention, you know, whenever I go into intention around, um, you know, how I brand myself or how my content comes out, like I do articles and podcasts and speaking events and, and I always set intention and the intention is always allowing me to be seen in my full expression, mm. um, but also you know, providing information and value to people um, that can help them for where they're at. It's my intention is not, I'm going to create sales from this, you know, this podcast. It's yeah. like in the back, in the back of my mind, you know, there might be a small part of me that knows there could be someone watching who's like, fuck, I need to talk to this chick. She's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, great. You know, but there'll be a reason for that because there's something going on that wants to emerge and I'm a vessel and they're a vessel. And, yeah. you know, sales is just the byproduct. Money is just just the byproduct. We've got to come back to what's going on in here, really. And then that's when we come full circle. Yeah. Okay. So so it sounds like you're saying if, if you're trying to like fake that authenticity because like, oh, I'm going to try to be authentic so I can get sales, it's going to completely undo it anyway. Well, I wouldn't say anyone could really fake authenticity. Um, I think anyone who is um, trying to be authentic or attempting to be authentic or desiring to be authentic, in that moment, they're being authentic. They're being authentic for who they are in that moment. So there's no judgment around that person's authentic or inauthentic. I just say, what's the intention behind this authenticity? Mm. Right? It's not whether they are or they aren't, but it's like, what's driving that choice right now? Mm. Where, where, where are they operating from? And then when you pick up on the energy behind that, um, that's when you can determine if it's going to be, you know, something successful or, or maybe not so successful. Yeah. I think that's a powerful point and message to, to start wrapping up on. Um, I think, yeah, people are definitely going to learn a lot from your journey, especially that you were saying you weren't already interested in uh, self-development, spirituality. It wasn't part of your life at all. And then just through those circumstances and those events, you went from one extreme to the other, and then you found yourself at this beautiful balance helping others. So for, for those who really want to reach out to you or um, really want to learn more about what you do and who you are, what's the best way for people to, to connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> I'm usually hanging out there. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, but if you just search Abby Rose and it's Abby E-Y, E-Y Rose, um, yeah, I'm usually there. Drop me a DM, send me a friend request. Um, yeah, I, I do I do get a lot of friend requests. So usually if I get a, a request with a DM at the same time, then I'll usually, um, you know, respond to that. Um, and then all my, you know, I manage all my own social media. So when people are connecting with me on social media, they're connecting with me. I haven't got a VA that's doing it or an assistant or anyone. It's, it's always me. 
Um, and I love, I love that connection. I love chatting to people, seeing where they're at, what their hopes and dreams are. So yeah, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll drop everything in the bottom. And thanks very much again for the time today. No, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me the space to share this and asking all these beautiful questions. And yeah, it's just such a, like, even in reflection on myself answering the question, I'm like, fuck, whoa, I can't believe it. Like sometimes I'm like, really, is this really happening? But it is. So it's fun. It gets to be fun. Uh, it's been my absolute pleasure as well. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.